Welcome back to Movie Trailer Beach Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and we are here, or rather, Ro is here because she watched this movie because I refused to uh, to talk about <laughs> the movie Napoleon, an, an epic that detailed the checkered rise and fall of French Emperor Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte and his relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his wife Josephine. It is directed by Ridley Scott and it stars. Joaquin Phoenix. Um, yeah, um, you were very, you were very tactful. Listen, I was, I, I went, I was right before this. I went through and I was like, when is the last time that Ridley Scott did something that wasn't like, like, blah at best? Um, and I have to go all the way back to The Martian. Oh, you're being nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm being nice because, uh, you know, because uh, I assume uh, you mean with him in the director's seat, correct? In the director's seat, yes. As a director, it, it's been you know, The Martian. Your your mileage may vary, or you can go all the way back to 2000 with Gladiator. Okay, I will say mileage may vary. The problem oh, I, was, I had oh, with mm. the last duel was not Ridley Scott in the director's seat. Okay, and I will say I, I forgot Kingdom of Heaven. The director's cut of that is actually pretty great, so there is that. Right. So. Um, I also would like to say the problem I had with the House of Gucci was not Ridley Scott in the director's seat. Still his fault. I don't care. No, I. You noticed the one I. I was just the pro, <laughs> but I. He. I just. I can't. I can't get down. Look, he needs to stay away from. Italy, like he needs to stay out of Europe. I just, I like, I'm gonna say it. I don't, look, okay, you were very kind in why you said that you just skip, you skipped this movie. Uh, watching Napoleon is practicing poor self care, um, uh, and and I don't really know this movie is. This movie is typically the type of movie that I try to lure you and Phenom into watching because I love costume dramas and I want to talk about them. I like war movies and I want to talk about them. Oh, no, it's I, like, usually... I, like, I like those movies too, but I saw over this guy's name when I was like, you're not getting me on that one. Nope, right. nope, nope, nope. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I failed to remember the, the problematicness of the nature of the relationship that I have with Ridley Scott when he's not making a horror movie <laughs> like um the that like there I, I said it in my capsule review i was so angry that i didn't get out of the movie theater before i was in joy's text because i know joy is like a vault and i was like i i, I don't want to break embargo on this movie but i have deep and abiding feelings and so i i wasn't even all the way out the movie theater before i was losing my mind in in her text um this is everything that's wrong with historical dramas um they 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 have especially people like ridley scott whose arrogance is never checked by anyone around him it's a big budget supposedly war epic and he thinks because what he's most interested in is mapping the trajectory of napoleon's rise and fall through political campaigns that he doesn't have to have any respect for the timeline that actually exists, that he doesn't have to have any respect for um, accuracy 
in depicting significant historical milestones like um let's see the reign of terror in france where the proletariat rose up and threw off their royal shackles so say and that's how the movie opens with a impossible impossible scene of him allegedly watching marie antoinette's uh beheading and i was like there are more than 200 plus books of historians and people who are fascinated by all the different parts of history and mapping all the different ways in which we could should look at history and evaluate history that he could have looked at to build this storyline and instead it felt like he barely looked at the wiki page it felt like if something on the wiki page didn't match what he wanted to do he's the guy who edits inaccuracies in the wiki page so he can confirm his own bias about how he feels about stuff and I think these types of movies are why it's so very difficult to have conversations about political and media literacy, because this is going to be a lot of people's only experience with Napoleon. And this is supposed to be a biopic. The battle sequences and the war sequences are very interestingly done. Um, they're, they're well staged. They're massive campaigns that it's clear they put in the time to dig in and do a lot of physical, real-world filming instead of CGI. But the screenplay is shallow. And even the battle sequences, they lack momentum because you're not invested in anything. And then you get to his casting. Uh, Chris, would you, would you be um, confused if I told you that Joaquin Phoenix speaks... English, like he's in LA for the entire movie set in France. So can I? Can I? You know, this is a safe space, right? It's safe. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Joaquin Phoenix might be the most overrated actor in Hollywood I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand why so many people fall over their feet with this man. Yes, he has had some good roles, but the way that they just keep throwing things at this man to do things, and they keep making it seem like he's the greatest. Like, he has one mode, and it's not even like a Denzel one mode where it's like, that's an interesting mode. It's just, he's Joaquin Phoenix, and I'm just like, okay. Like, he, you act, know, you he, know acts, why, like, he acts like he's bored. He, he acts like he's bored in every single thing. Like, oh, God, I guess I gotta act in this movie because they're paying me. I'm sorry. I'm just, I've never been a fan. I, I just, I just haven't. I haven't been. I don't think that I have really I liked him in Come On, Come On, but I felt that was more along the lines of he had to match the energy of children. And I do believe that there is something weirdly juvenile about Joaquin Phoenix that played well in that movie. Um, I think everyone on the face of the earth knows that I found Joker to be uh, reprehensible. But uh, I think organically, truly, honestly, the last thing that he was in that I enjoyed and felt was like a good fit with him was, was you're never really here. And he was playing a sociopathic murderer. So that whole I'm not acting, but I'm sort of kind of and I'm not happy to be here and brooding thing kind of worked really well for an insular. Not too sure he doesn't want to eat his own gun murderer uh, who, you know, who goes on some weird esque vintage sheet sheet and, and like. The, but he's not just overrated. 
they're trying to live their Heath Ledger dreams through Joaquin Phoenix, yes, and he doesn't have the range. That's what it is. I, I, I couldn't. That's what it is. Like, because I'm like, he's not him. He's not. He doesn't. I, I'm, I'm sorry. He just, every film I see him in, he, even when he's not supposed to be playing, like, like there's some, the movies I like him in are the movies where he's playing the petulant child because that's what he's good at acting as. Like, mm-hmm. so again, Gladiator, like, him <laughs> playing in the movie, he's like, I hate this man. I'm supposed to hate him. I'm okay. He, he acts like a petulant child. But then you And that's why the they cast him as right. Napoleon Bonaparte, right. because the version of Napoleon that Ridley Scott wants to give is um, weirdly um, creepy, um, more, than, more than a bit reprehensible, highly petulant, and 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 egotistical but in that really weird childish my parents never told me not to climb on shit in mcdonald's and i licked all the balls in the ball pit when i had a cold little boy white boy kind of way that is that is the energy that ridley scott has imbued his napoleon with and somehow that's supposed to be a good you know dichotomy between the fact that he was ruthless enough to come up with the kinds of campaigns that could be successful because he had a particular bent of strategic mind, but marrying it with the nat- the horrible petulance and childish and little fat man uh, weirdness. And I say that specifically because he kind of plays into some of the tropes and stereotypes around, you know, little man syndrome, um and and a lot of the other things that kind of exist just slightly and like did um, completely decontextualize from history of assumptions about what kind of person napoleon bonaparte was and you would have left i actually for the first time in the entire time that i've taken a movie and i watched some movies where i've got on here and lost my mind i took a break chris i got up went to the bathroom got some water waited a minute uh and then went back into the movie theater and i sadly discovered i'd missed nothing so that also speaks to the amount of wasted time and and useless conversations and scenes and transitions that happen and to compound the problem he bled the color out of this movie everything has got that gray wash sepa that you see in the picture stills and that you see in the trailer everything is that horrid like bitter uh gray day for everything even including when they are in africa you know where the sun shines a lot i don't understand why the i called the snack snyder because it's like (laughs) i've been seeing the i've been seeing I've been seeing the clips of the trailer from Rebel Moon, and all I can say is, uh, yeah, it's just, like, if you didn't know that was a Zack Snyder-directed movie, you would have known after they seen the trailer. You're just like... No, he at least was in the editing room. Great great tone, and, like, the back half of the trailer is nothing but slow motion. You're like, "Mm, Zack Snyder. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like, I don't understand why everybody decides that's the thing. Like, that's not the thing. Why are you... And and something like this, it's like, what are you doing? Why, why, Why are you... I'm not gonna lie, just like the trailers, everything about this film just wasn't appealing to me, and I was like, mm, this is, and again, it just felt like Ridley Scott being pretentious again, 
and even like um, and and I'm just like no I'm not you're this not movie gonna... isn't smart enough to call Ridley Scott pretentious if that tells you anything about how I feel about this movie oh yeah and it's two hours and it's thirty it's not even smart enough to give him the tag of being pretentious oh. it's uninteresting it's uninspiring mm-hmm. and it is an absolutely reprehensible slog it's uh, it's it's but you know stu- that, and but like, you can tell that when you saw the trailers when you're when you're watching the trailers and you can't even get like ooh okay I'm interested mm-hmm. you couldn't even get that like what well, Chris uh, you know why I went to see this movie who else is in this movie I don't even know who else is in the movie Vanessa fucking Kirby is in this movie so I don't even know that in care that's the thing it's like that's not gonna, that's not gonna make me get into the that's not gonna make me go to, I'm sorry. That's not enough to make me go to the movie. I, I like Vanessa I Kirby. Was you know I was hopeful like that I was Kirby. getting I a different kind of movie than I got. When they said they were looking at this movie through the lens of his relationship and obsession with his wife, Josephine, I was really hoping that that was really going to be how they kind of went through Napoleon's life. And I forgot the other thing that is a problem with Ridley Scott is his complete and utter comfort with using women as nothing more than vaginal pass-throughs for the story of men. Wait, you want you I want, want to really start to have deep, deep, well thought characters? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> like I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Maybe it's because Gladiator is so so much out and out fiction. It's not a historical drama at all. It doesn't even pretend to be. It's literally just a costume drama. But it's not. It's not making any even halfway attempt to be faithful or factual. None of the people in there are even named properly. The time periods are all mashed and mushed. Uh, and I think I think I was like, well, if he's really gonna, you know, we know that he can do the action sequences. We know that he can stage these great, big, huge swathing things. I'm like, maybe it'll be interesting to see what he does if he does a historical drama. I'm like, I could totally see if with that. And I was like, I don't know how it works with Joaquin Phoenix because I don't think Joaquin Phoenix can speak French, let alone fake French. And I forgot that part was probably going to be a big problem for me. But the even bigger part was Vanessa Kirby says like she waiting on the Queen of England to sit down next to her to chat for the whole damn movie. This entire movie, with the exception of a couple of scenes, happens in English, American, and occasional Queen's English. It's just bad. And every single time that you think that you're going to get something that's going to go in a direction that's going to have some depth, he turns away and goes somewhere else. The transitions are terrible. The, the, I mean, the editing is beautiful. But because he bled the life and the color and, quite frankly, the, the heart out of everything, this movie is astonishingly... Un, like ridiculously funny like the dialogue is bad chris there's a line in here where he has joaquin phoenix screaming in the face of someone from english you guys think you're just so great because you have boats and then stomp his foot and run away and this is supposed to be a huge moment that's leading up to war chris war i shit you not um, 
yeah it's just like like i i, I like i couldn't even turn it off and just look to see because the gowns aren't even beautiful and and I, I think that might be i think that might be the most the thing that angers me even more than david scarpetta's script which is just trash but um I don't know what Joaquin Phoenix was, Phoenix was thinking doing this. I don't know who he sees himself as that he thought that he could do this and that he should do this. I don't know. I know why Vanessa Kirby did it because the only thing that is of interest are the, the, the glimpses of amazing that you get of her Josephine. Um, when the camera has to turn in her direction, when there's a conversation of something that's going on. Um, but unfortunately, they don't give you enough of the context and the history of Josephine, not really, for you to understand exactly how significant a lot of the things that you're seeing. Like, Josephine was a prisoner during the Reign of Terror. She barely survived. Um, and the moment that they use of having them come together, of where he first meets her, is um, it's poorly done. Because you don't get the then sec- subsequent significance of when she rearranged she arranges the moment for them to meet again and i and and they're they have this whole idea that they want you to understand exactly how enamored napoleon was of her and it seems like he did get his hands on some actual letters napoleon wrote to josephine you know where he says things i wake full of you your image and memory of the last night's intoxicating pleasures has left no rest to my senses but that's supposed to be just ju- juxtaposed with the fact that josephine tolerated him she found him on a low level absolutely reprehensible she used to read him for filth in public and all of these different things and then they reduce her in this movie to just being his horrible wife the only thing that he focuses on is the moment um you know outside where where she does some things that get him lampooned and 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 in the press and then somehow we're supposed to be later fully believing in the fact that she's where his confidence come from and she's who always reminds him you know to check his hubris we're supposed to believe these two things stand side by side when one of the only moments you get where they actually are confronting each other they have her begging so I can't forgive the idea of how they wanted to frame this movie within the French Revolution because they didn't even use it to properly set up how we go forward in their relationship. They did some weird ass meet cute type bullshit and it's not even good Hollywood meet cute bullshit. And then the movie just sadly slogs on from there. It's it's got it's just I was angry. And I know this is probably going to piss some people off, but if you like Napoleon, something's wrong with you. Like, it's not enough to say you like war epics. It's and that, that, that you like these historical moments. You, we all know that this, for a large part, as education is made more and more useless to people coming up, that people turn to visual medium and these types of things. It is absolutely a travesty that people are even pretending like this doesn't matter. When there are terms like a Napoleon complex and all these other things that exist in our conversation, and for him to unmoor all of these things and then do a piss poor job of walking us through battles, it's, it's, it's just, it's, I want to fight 
Ridley Scott. I said it in my capsule review that um, this was a criminal waste of Vanessa Kirby. This is a costume drama that didn't even remember the costume drama. And now he needs to fight me. I mean that, Chris. Ridley Scott needs to fight me. And if I have if I have to give this a rating, it's a two. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I decided I wasn't going to waste two hours and 38 minutes of my life to watch another Ridley Scott movie. Nope. Nope. On a scale from um, <laughs> one to ten, with one being the trashiest of trash, um, how, how trash is Guardi- uh, Gladiator 2 going to be? Oh. Oh, after this? <laughs> After seeing that this is where he is in his head, I'm not, I don't know. I'm stealing Gladiator 2. It's going to be a zero. (laughs) People need to stop giving Ridley Scott money. And if they have to give Ridley Scott money, then they should make him sign paperwork saying that he doesn't get the final edit and he doesn't get to make any changes. And somebody needs to pick the writer who's not him. David Scarpetta, I don't know what the hell you were thinking with this script. I don't know if you got bullied, but. Oh, no, no, this is you. David Scarpetta wrote all the money in the world, so he knows how to do this shit. Fuck you, David. Fuck you. Fuck you for doing this for Ridley. Fuck you. Fuck you, David. He did The Last Castle. He knows how to do these movies. Yeah, I'm blaming He did Man in High Castle. I'm blaming all of this on Ridley Scott. Gladiator 2 is going to be garbage. If he can ruin... A writer like David Scarpetta? Can't nobody work with Ridley and survive. Chris, it's garbage. We stealing it. We stealing it. We steal it. Yeah. Steal steal this movie. Actually, honestly, let me be real. Don't even steal Napoleon. Don't pay for it. Don't give it spins when it hits streaming. Don't waste a tour. Stay out the base. Do not waste your time. I'm telling you, I was, if, they, if, if they if they were gonna send send this to us, I wasn't gonna watch it. So if they send this to you, us, it's because they want Ridley Scott to leave them alone, not because they think it should be an actual contender for awards. There's no one who believes it. I, I don't care what anyone says. I really firmly believe that they did. They forced people. To make the to give this better ratings than they did. Actually, I think they gave access to a bunch of people who have zero, you know, understanding of canon for costume dramas. Because I read a bunch of the positive reviews, um, and those people are full of shit. Every last one of them, they're full of shit. it's a historical drama it's not supposed to be a looney tunes adventure where um you know we're dealing with wiley coyote as our main character he's not even as smart as wiley coyote and i'm like really the apne corporation would never fill a single order for napoleon chris not one but yeah no it's it no i'm offended i'm offended well there you guys have it uh is the review for napoleon don't see that shit and well and well you probably weren't because you probably also i remember Really, Scott gave us uh, the uh, the wonderful what was that? Uh, God of Egypt was that him? Oh, ye. was that him? 
Yeah, and the reasoning that he has for why he deviated from um, reality for Napoleon. No, no, sorry, sorry. His reasons are just as bad as the way that he tried to justify making that movie. It wasn't wasn't Gods of Egypt. It was worse. It was Exodus, Gods and Kings. I forgot. Right. That's what he, that oh, was, that, that is worse. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. It's the worst one. Exodus, God's oh. and Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but, I, but I will say again, um, his, his reasoning, all of it, is the same caliber of trash assness that he tried to shove down people's throats mm-hmm. uh, to justify why he made that movie. What, how he's talking and trying to defend Napoleon, same way. Yeah. So. so he's trying to make it to where we can't rock with him at all. Not even for the fun stuff. Yeah. So. All right, yeah. folks. Uh, you guys have a lot of our reviews coming out, so make sure you guys subscribe on go to MTR Network or search for movie trailer reviews on iTunes and Spotify. Got plenty more coming out. And uh, if you head over to Premium, by the time you hear this, you should see us talk about the Marvels. So, again, folks, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>